Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. This is episode 232 for the week of June 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the sweetest inventor ever, Angie Furnot. Oh no, she fell. (laughs) A woman of a thousand languages, Karen Randazzo. It's weird for us too. (laughs) (laughs) And the man with the healing touch, Chris Randazzo. I'm huge. (laughs) <laughs> we here on this week's episode to talk television this week was my pick i chose the nevers season one episode one the pilot but before we get into that here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com uh let us know what we should be watching what we should avoid because that's a big one like we there's a lot of stuff out there and we want to know what not to watch uh make a suggestion we will listen to you and we will probably watch it Ferg, I mean, that's our next episode. Ferg, our I'm next talking to you. Pick is a listener <laughs> pick. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, hint, hint. Dang, Not danger subtle. Five. Day, I don't know what I watched. Anywho, uh, are so, you watching already? I I, no, no, no. It. I started. Okay, we watched like five minutes. I'm just gonna put it right out there. Ferg, thank you, thank you, so, thank you for everything. I remember when I first introduced Angela to Sifalanali. Uh, Cif- <laughs> and at the very end, we looked at each other and went, what did we just watch? And 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 I said, well, that's Chris, and that's his sense of humor. I felt that same feeling coming on when I only got three minutes into this episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, it was so good. It was pretty outrageous. Okay, yeah. I have to ask. I feel like I've, I've had this answered for me before, but I want to be sure. Angela, have you seen... That was weird. I called you Angela. You did. Wow, that, that was right. so weird. formal. Can I'm we just, just kind of like, <laughs> you know, playing off of Evan. Angie, have you seen Rejected? My spoon is too big. I don't think so. Oh, we oh. are watching that. All right. Cause that was, that's, that was kind of like my, it was like my friendship test for a long time. Like <laughs> if I showed that to you and you looked at me and like, what's wrong with you? Then I knew that we weren't going to hit it off. But if, if I showed <laughs> it to you and at least one point, you just started laughing. Then I was like, all right. I can get down with this. I laughed a lot, and that's why we're married. So, okay, I I, no, I've seen Accepted, which is definitely not the same. No, no, no. This is an Academy Award-nominated animated short with stick figures by Don Hertzfeld, and it is one of my favorite things in the history of mankind. So, honey, how many times have you heard me say, I am a banana? Like three. (laughs) That's what that's from. Wow. Okay. I I need context, you people. Will. This isn't oh. working. It's good. Yeah, you really do. It's oh. one of the best things ever. Well, listen. Considering how hard I laughed at the first ten minutes of when you had us watch that episode of Mystery Science Theater, I'm pretty sure I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Chris does have a distinct sense of humor. So I'm aware. 
Emphasis on the stink. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's 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 jump right in. Uh, It's late. I'm tired. It's hot. I got a headache. What have you guys been watching? (laughs) Any other complaints? (laughs) I would just like to point out on my 3D character creator, I just made a version of a dude with a beard. It's this like most majestic pose, and I'm so ready for it, guys. I'm gonna be drawing. Oh man! You know what? I I changed all of my responses. You need to draw Ron Swanson. (sighs) Okay, I'm gonna draw beefy ass Ron Swanson. Beefy ass Ron Ron Swanson Swanson. with bacon and Aragon shorts. Colossus. Yes, Colossus Ron Swanson. Make it happen. Colon Swanson? Colossus Swanson? Colon Swanson. It's gonna be a show, y'all. I like the way Chris is like, where where are you going with this? It's Colin Swanson. Why are we beating around this bush? Welcome to the party, folks. It's once it's it's Ron it's Ron Swalosis. That's what it is. Because no. then you get swole right in there. <laughs> Uh, I'm, so, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and check all of the episode titles that we just uh, said. This mustache <sighs> is majestic. Swalosis. <laughs> no. Mm. Yes. I don't know what that was. But anywho, that's fine. Um, so, guys, what have you? What's going on at, at the Randazzo Casa? <laughs> Aside from insanity. <laughs> I'm organizing perler beads. So you said that, and I didn't know what they were. And then I I, I acquired the information from context when you started explaining. (laughs) They're the melty beads. Sure. Why? I don't. I mean, I'm assuming that's what these things are called. But I'm organizing them, and it's really, really relaxing. I'm having a good time. I haven't watched much in the way of TV. Uh, We watched a couple more New Girls. Did we finish Cougar Town last time we spoke? Had we finished it? Finished? No. You had. I thought you had just started it. Yeah. No, we did. We started the last season. We Uh, picked up. Well, it was really easy to pick Ooh. up where we left off on that one. It was like, oh yeah, done. <laughs> so Orphan Black Cougar Town is not. Uh, <laughs> That's true. But no, it was it was good. That show uh, was 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 a solid ride of complete and total insanity. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I uh, watched a few more New Girls. I have not watched any more Bad Batch because. Uh, I don't know. I just haven't really been motivated to. I've been doing so many other things. Last week was stupid busy for me, so uh, <laughs> I just haven't really gotten to watching any more Bad Batch. And um, we have been doing this thing called being social now that we're both fully vaccinated. <laughs> right? Yeah, we've awful. like seen people and stuff. We went to a comedy show. We saw uh, Mike Birbiglia. That was cool. Oh wait, that he was, was the comedian. The... We didn't just like see him there. That was outdoors. Yes. Mostly. It was like in a tent. It was in a tent. It was intense. Uh As he kept saying during the act, it was Uh. in a tent next to a golf course in New Jersey. So what I hear is Chris was tenting. Got it. Uh, Glad you're enjoying the comedian. (sighs) Um, When we finished uh, watching Cougar Town, (laughs) this happened when when we finished it. And you were like, that was a good show. What the hell is else has Bill Lawrence been yeah. doing? And I went, he made Ted Lasso. <laughs> it blew there your it damn is. mind. Because I love Ted Lasso. And I cannot wait to watch more of that. How and, soon is that? That's this month? Uh, it's soon. I don't know. It better be. But it's... Uh, once you once you know that, it really... The dots really connect. What there. is what is the, the creator's name again? Bill, Bill Lawrence. 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 Also Scrubs. Yeah, I mean, like... 
because you guys made mention about doing a Scrubs rewatch, I actually looked at his, uh, I guess, videography. Portfolio. His portfolio. Um, (laughs) Because, like, all this week, I've just been watching his older shows, like all of his sitcoms or whatnot, and I didn't realize how many of them there were and how similar they are. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that later, but you made it through the, the wilderness, the, 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 the final season of Kruger town. Did, does that end properly? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They so knew long. that was their last season. So they, they got a chance to end it. And okay. Did. And their, their final season, like um, the title card gags were all pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Still sticking. <laughs> it was with it, like, yeah. One of the last ones was like, uh, episode 102, we finally got a new title. Welcome to Sunshine State. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, nice. And then the show ended. And then the it show was, ended. It was good comedy. We did watch the we watched that Friends reunion special on Oh, HBO. we did watch the Friends reunion. That was pretty neat. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> I feel it was like good. I watched it Joey completely. I've seen so many clips of it yeah i'm totally all pretending over the place. I care, but i do it's sure i care for the people who care so for the oh. people who care uh it was good you know they did a lot of um they had brought the actors in and had them all basically it was the first time they'd all been a room in a room together except for one other time since the show ended in you 2004. mean they weren't friends oh. in real life well, apparently they are all friends in real life. They yeah, they're don't... like text chain and whatnot, yeah, but they... getting all six of them together hasn't mm. happened except for one other time. Because they all, for the most part, have careers, I guess. I don't know. I mm. liked Friends, and I enjoyed the reunion. I, Tom Lennon was there. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they brought in some memorable guest stars. They did a, a fashion show of some of the memorable outfits. Yeah, that was weird. Lady Gaga did a whole song, and I didn't care at all. I don't think that... I don't she did know. Smelly Cat, no. didn't she? <laughs> like, that's the what clip I saw, that she came in and sang Smelly Cat with, with Phoebe. Yeah, she came in and... But they didn't... So, like, every single other guest, they introduced, like, hardcore. They were like, and this is this person. This is their name. This is their career. And this is how they're related to this show in some way, shape, or form. They're, they're a show big fan style. or nice. something. like. And this was just, like, Phoebe sitting there, or what's her face, sitting there... Uh, Lisa Kudrow playing Lisa Kudrow playing Smelly Cat and the thing, which is the that's the really the one running gag in that show. I never thought was even remotely funny was the Smelly Cat thing. It's like I don't know why this is funny. I don't get it, but whatever. Uh, and then like this woman shows up and starts playing with her, and like I'm supposed to know who she is, and I didn't know who she was. And then we were like, is that is that Lady Gaga? Is that who that is? Like I don't freaking know. I don't recognize her when she's not dressed like a you know stack of garbage bags or something. And, <laughs> Then the, the, the credits rolled, and I saw Lady Gaga's name. I was like, oh, I guess that was her. That was weird. It's okay, Everybody Chris. else they introduced. But now I know you're her. an unsophisticated swine. Got it. Damn right I'm an unsophisticated swine. <laughs> it's true. I could vouch for that. Yeah, actually, I'm quite sophisticated because I'm organizing perler beads. Nobody <laughs> unsophisticated organizes stuff. Scientific I, fact. I have a oh, question boy. about... I think you are the first people I've actually spoken to that have watched it. Mm-hmm. Um... There was a lot of, let's say, bad press for Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. Was he that bad? 
for during the reunion? Yeah. Like no, he, they I were saying like was... slurred speech. No, it was. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I think people are blowing that way out of proportion because that dude's had a rough life. But yeah. no, man, he was. Okay. I love watching Matthew Perry and stuff. I don't know anything about the guy's personal life other than I know he's had a real rough go of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's you know had a lot of substance abuse issues, but I've loved him in pretty much everything I've seen him in, and. You know, there was one point during the show where he was just like, you know, straight up talked about his uh, crazy ass anxiety where like if they were recording a show and uh, people didn't laugh the way that he expected them to laugh, he would freak the hell out. Like, he, you know, cold sweats and right. be, like just spiral and shit and like, damn. And that and it was, it was wait, Friends was a lot. I'm not joking. Was Friends a live studio audience? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. Really? In front of a yeah. It was that kind was... of cool the way they they like sh- they filmed all the um, people coming in back to revisit the set that they re- they set up the set again and but they shot it from bar- far back enough that you could see like how the sets were connected and the space around them. Yeah, that was oh, that was pretty cool. I, I also I, like I the story this. about the um uh, the was the episode where they revealed that uh, Chandler and Monica had slept together. <laughs> And like the they they did not expect the audience to react the way they did. Like they figured to get like a cheer or something, and they move on with their lives. But the the audience went completely bug nuts, and so they just sat there for like a solid minute waiting for the crowd to to settle down. And they hadn't planned on making Monica and Chandler a long term thing, but. That they said that was the one time they listened to the audience and were like, okay, well, people seem to really like this, so I guess they're going to stay together. That really? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. There was. I, mean, I, I like that show, and it's it's uh, obviously it's got its problems. It's like yeah, it doesn't age well. It's unfathomably white, but man, there are some. I don't know. What there's you're talking just about. some. <laughs> there's some genuinely good comedy in that show. Like, there's some really good jokes, and that cast really played well off of each other, and. I don't know, you know. I like I said, I like Matthew Perry. I love his delivery, so I'll watch him in just about anything. I was just mad that they didn't feature a clip for uh, the clip of my one of like my favorite friends gag ever, which is when um, <laughs> Rachel and uh, Phoebe and Joey are trying to get Monica and Chandler. They're like playing chicken to get them to reveal that they are together, <laughs> and She's they send Phoebe in like to seduce Chandler and the, Lisa Kudrow and Matthew Perry in that scene. That scene is unbelievable. Oh this hysterical, the like complete lack of sexual tension between these two human beings. It's the opposite of sexual tension. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's my favorite part of that show in all 10 seasons. When, when she unbuttons her top like, and then he flicks <laughs> the, the one the extra button. Yeah, it's a great scene. <laughs> And There's been when, a, when Joey sees her in the hall and just like undoes all of them in a second. Yeah. <laughs> he does that. <laughs> <laughs> Show him your bra. He's afraid of bras. He can't work them. <laughs> See, and what I like about this reunion is there's been so many clips on Facebook and, and, and TikTok and all of those things that are showing like stuff that may not have been in the reunion, but there were two Joey scenes or or descriptions of joey scenes was one where he did like three entrances 
for one scene, like he tried to, to he was coming into the coffee shop mm-hmm. and he yeah. never looked down. And on yeah. his first entrance, man, he face planted hard <laughs> and then just bounced back up. It took him four tries because the second time he knocked over a chair, the third third time, like Matthew Perry jumped in because there was so much laughter going on that he wasn't involved in that he had to make a scene. <laughs> There was another one I didn't know about where he d- dislocated his shoulder. There was a gag where um he had like they're fighting over the chair in the right, girl's yeah. apartment, and like you know Chandler walked in, and then Joey like ran t- to do- you know ju- jump and dive into the chair, and like on like the third or fourth take or whatever, he like completely dislocated his shoulder. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Lots of fun tidbits in that. Yeah, no, it was cool. If you're a fan of the series, definitely give it a watch. Uh, it, was... it made it made me and uh, also um, his mom, who also watched it this week, we were both like, I gotta go watch that show again. Because like, there was a period of time where it was on all the time, like back in the constantly. days when we had TV. <laughs> yes, constantly. Oh, yeah. You could just three have channels. friends on all the time. <laughs> and that time has, there's been enough time passed since that era that it's like, I haven't seen Friends in a while. Like you have to intentionally watch it now, and just haven't done that. So that's that's one of those shows that I could put on in the background and not have to pay attention to it. But when I do pop in, I will get a chuckle. Like that show genuinely made me laugh at at just the the silliness of that cast. And you, like you could tell that they all like there was a camaraderie about that cast where. They had good chemistry. It, it was fantastic. It lasted. It, it truly lasted as long as it needed to. Like the, you know, the Ross and Rachel stuff, got old, then stopped being old, and got old again, and then stopped it. Like you know, there was that. Were they? Were they? Or weren't they on a break thing? Like that's still, like that's still on t-shirts to this day. And that's well, speaking that's just, of Rachel, a fun th- a fun factoid that I learned about that was that the when they they cast Jennifer Aniston so specifically for that role. Because if it was played even slightly differently, like as she's written, Rachel's a really unlikable character. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't played by somebody as likable as Jennifer Aniston was in that role, then the show just wouldn't have worked because everyone would have hated Rachel because she's kind of awful. Well, yeah, her first appearance is leaving her wedding. Like she yeah. walks out of the I, I actually get some of these references. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't so. be quiet, you baby. <laughs> no, I okay. So I'm I, I I'm actually of enough of an old older generation that my I had other friends who watched Friends, but I didn't. I didn't grow up in a household that I was there even no able like to have access to the television to watch that show, and so. I was never really exposed to it. And then people would make such a big deal. Oh, you got to watch for, Oh my God, it's the best. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not. I think of friends. Like I think of frozen. I don't want to. So wow. I just wouldn't do it. And then Evan was watching it and I just slowly started like sitting down and like watching an episode here or there with him. And I'm really glad I did. Cause I enjoy what I've seen. And I don't know that I'd make the time to go through a full watch of that show, but I, I, I get it. I get what it's you guys like about it. It's a pretty important piece of TV history right there. And the writing is just so good. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And and, and it, it, the through lines that happened in that show were not so heavy that you had to watch episode one, two, three, four. Like, you you didn't have to watch it linearly. Like, you'll you'll understand no matter what, whatever episode you pop into, what's going on. Because the the, the, the story aspect of that show 
was second to the comedy, which is what made that show so enjoyable. It made it last so long. So everybody yeah, should watch the stuff. Friends. Everybody should watch Friends. So yeah, yeah. So outside of that, I don't think I watched much of anything else. Just a couple of YouTube shows here and there, and. I have had false starts on other things, so mostly I've just been watching a lot of Friday Night Lights, which is a comfort show for me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to say too much about it other than, like, um, just the show still gets me. I still, like, get tears in my eyes at the same points in every episode. I'm noticing something a lot more, which I haven't actually confirmed. I think it's true, but um, Taylor Kitsch, who plays Jim Riggins, I like I can hear him being Canadian <laughs> occasionally and I'm like son of a bitch. Oh, the way he said that it sounds like hey. yeah yeah British Columbia you can you can hear like his t- his Texan goes a little like into you know Texan by way of Canada wasn't he the guy they cast to play Gambit yes yeah that never happened I know there was um, also uh, John Carter in that pretty decent John Carter movie that everybody hated. Yep. And I will just say that the only reason that I ended up landing on Friday Night Lights is because of Ginny and Georgia, which um, I think Angie wants to talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> because the guy who plays the mayor in Ginny and Georgia is uh, I haven't seen since he was Jason Street in Friday Night Lights. He was the oh. that was the coach, right? No, the quarterback who got paralyzed in the first episode. <laughs> oh, I was like, Taylor Kish is definitely not on this show, because if he no. was, I would fucking remember. <laughs> I, I did watch one other thing, just a little bit of it, in preparation for my uh, other podcast. I watched a, a couple pieces of the A-Team. <laughs> nice. You're welcome. A show rules. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. <laughs> And it was funny because you you requested it and you were like, I only need the first episode. Like, bitch, you know how I roll. You'll have all 47 seasons of it by the end of the day. Come on. I figured you'd have all of them. (laughs) I didn't know how you'd be able to find them. But man, they are high quality. Like they're really nice, nice rips of that show. And and that's what happens. You know, before. uh, Go ahead. With all of the, the streaming services that are happening now, a lot of that, a lot of those available rips are such higher quality. I didn't know A Team ever got remastered to that degree, so that was pretty exciting. <laughs> I we, st- uh, before we recorded, Sean came here to record. Uh, Sean's one of my for the listeners is one of the co-hosts on a a theater near you, and uh, he came over just as I was you know finishing up watching some of a uh, uh, the, I think I think I was watching the pilot. <laughs> I kind of wanted to avoid watching the pilot at a certain point because like. It doesn't have all the original characters in it. Like they changed out one of the the, mm-hmm. the actors, I think. But uh, then Sean and I were like just kind of poking around the menu, of being like, "Oh, how much is, how much was there of this show?" And oh man, it went to this season. And then there was like this whole other character that Sean and I had never even heard of in the last season. <clears throat> it was like Pedro Santana or something like really stereotyp- stereotypically uh, uh, Latino, and it was like who the hell is this guy? I don't remember him at all. And he was just like there through all the last seasons being another guy in the group with like face and Murdoch and everyone was like, what, what the hell? We <laughs> actually weird. noticed that. Cause it, when Evan got the episodes, he was like kind of flipping through and showing me. And we were like, you know, next movie night we should watch a team movie. And like, 
It, <laughs> it was, was a weird. flying tank, for God's sake. Yeah. Anywho. But he was like looking there. He's like, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, it was weird. I don't remember that at all. From I mean, I guess I didn't, I didn't watch the show religiously when I was a kid. I think there was a cartoon series, too. There was a Mr. T series. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted to see the quality of that and that show and then i you know i turned on episode one season one and man that that small mexican town was being run by the most stereotypical mexican bad guy it was it was over the top i forgot how on the nose the villains are in that show (laughs) (laughs) so but uh yeah that's, that's that's it's historical television right there. Like that show right there. That show is fun to watch. We were discussing the A-team at dinner tonight, and then our seven-year-old son wanted to know, who's Mr. T? And like, mm-hmm. how the hell do you explain that to somebody when you didn't when they didn't grow up with it? You let them I don't even watch. know where he came from. He, was, he came from uh, Rocky... Yeah, but like... like two no, or three? Rock, yeah, but that was... Okay, so... He went into Rocky, whatever, mm-hmm. as Already. Mr. T. Yeah. Like, Mr. T came before Rocky. Like, where did Mr. T come from? Like, that dude was wearing that chains. That persona came from, uh, they, Paul explained it on their show. It was like, oh. he wore all the gold chains because it was like, you know, he was always kept out of things for not being rich enough or something <laughs> when he was a kid. So, like, he wore all this gold so that people would think he was worth something. I don't know. It was, dude's got a backstory. <laughs> Mr. T's backstory on yeah, the true Mr. Hollywood story. Mr. T's got a got a story. So, um, on his Wikipedia. No. All right, so go ahead, hon. Start talking about Ginny and Pablo. Whatever. I don't know what show. Like she started watch. She was powering Weird. through them, and I'm sitting on the chair, and I said, "Okay, who's that? Who's that? Who's that?" And the definite <laughs> the explanations that she got, I went, "Wow, this is this seems like it just." A sh- they're douchebags. Why are you watching this show? They okay. do not seem nice. In my defense, I did literally say the reason I stopped watching the show was because I found Ginny and Georgia to be somewhat unlikable, specifically Georgia. Uh, I don't know which one that was. Was that the one with the, the, the mom, the dark eyebrows? Yes. Caterpillars on her face. Mm-hmm. You anyway. got it, babe. Awesome. So, are you enjoying it? Did you? Are you back into it, or uh, are you are you doing it just for just for no. I, <laughs> okay, so I feel conflicted still about some of these characters and their choices. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that they are well written in the way that, despite their complexity, I still want to follow their story now. Um, I think it helped that the episode I came back on was the Halloween themed episode. And I thought that that episode was very well done uh, just because it incorporated some fun, spooky things into the atmosphere of the episode. Uh, And also, I love seeing how much Georgia fights for her kids. Like, she really... A lot of what she does is very misguided, but I feel like she's really doing the best that she can for her children. Like all she wants is to give them all of the things that she can. And she, you know, she craves power and comfort and stability and freedom. And she just wants to give them this life that like she has really, I feel 
struggled to to even achieve um i still haven't learned much about austin's story at all because the season has largely focused on jenny um but i'm feeling like i'm gonna maybe learn a little bit more in the last episode i don't know um I, it's it's so weird because like she'll she'll do something likable and then she'll turn around and do something else shitty and I'm excited to see what's going to happen because like some of her shitty stuff is catching up with her now mm-hmm. okay. um what's up I said okay sorry well okay so basically like it, the last two episodes one of the things that we saw her doing is uh in the mayor's office like she was frenemies with the guy who was the assistant to the mayor when she first started working there and he was gay but apparently not out yet uh, to, or at least not to the mayor or he hadn't maybe he was out but like the mayor had not identified that the guy was totally into him um and georgia being georgia calls him out on it and they seemed to like kind of hate each other and then by the time you get halfway through the season they're like genuinely forming a friendship um and he gives her a new responsibility in the office to manage the checkbooks and input stuff like do bookkeeping basic bookkeeping and she starts taking money she starts writing checks out to cash she's not documenting it and then she's taking a shit ton i think in total she's taken like twenty five thousand grand already um whoa twenty five thousand grand yeah <laughs> 25 like, grand or or 25, yeah 25 20, yeah sorry 25,000 uh and sorry, I'm like picturing more. the numbers and thinking 25 like grand 25, whatever I don't math grand, good like, I draw pictures that's a lot of dollars 25,000 billion gd grand um <laughs> all right I'm checking back out back to my beads okay cool 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 so she takes out all this money but she got caught unknowingly by oh snap somebody I, I who's check nope out. that's it that's the proper response oh snap <laughs> she doesn't know she got caught yet but she did good so thief. yeah i want to see how it unfolds but like i don't know zion coming back into the picture what the fuck um the member like the li- there's just a lot of little moments in the show that i really like and karen has gotten some random text messages again as i <laughs> am doing play-by-plays like a. Uh, when Ginny, it's Ginny's birthday, and the guy that she's dating legitimately tap dances to happy birthday down the, the high school hallway, like something out of fucking glee. <laughs> Damn. And I was just like, yes, yes to all of this. Yes, yes, yes. But then, like, I think it's the same episode or the next one after that. She, Zion has come back into the picture and she writes this fucking ridiculously awesome, like slam poetry slash essay piece about, you know, what it's like for her to be a half black girl, um, in a very white neighborhood and how she's always felt really out of place. Um, and the presentation of it was just stunning and like, I, the delivery to me was so convincing that I felt like the girl playing this role probably actually related to it um like i wouldn't have been surprised if she had literally just been describing her own life in that moment and it was powerful stuff and then she gets into a fight with like her boyfriend who is half taiwanese and like they're talking about you know well she you know she's she gets kind of self-centered and you can't understand blah 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 you don't know what it's like and he's like the fuck i don't and it's just these really interesting aspects of like these forms of racism that they've experienced that like 
just never gets talked about anywhere else and the way that it comes out in this moment where they fight about it and then they just go back to their normal lives and kind of just pretending that everything is what it is um it's another one of those moments where i felt like it was a television show calling attention to something in a way that felt organic did not feel forced and made me listen and i just i love when television does that it's not preaching to me it's but it's making me listen um so that was pretty cool. It was pretty commanding. And I, I think the show has a lot of really good moments like that. I'm just really having a hard time liking Georgia. <laughs> I still don't like her. Wait until the end of episode eight before you pass final judgment on Georgia. No, I've That's passed I episode eight. I'm, I'm literally at episode 10. There's one or, episode uh, Whatever, left. the last episode. Okay. Sorry, I thought there were eight. Okay. No, there are 10. Yeah, so did I. There are 10, and that's what's killing me, because I was like, I can do eight. Nope, I did nine. I tried so hard. <laughs> that's how I feel about ice cream sandwiches. I love ice cream yeah, sandwiches. I mean, There's never enough. Nine, ten. We still have those ice cream bars in the we fridge. We have magnum bars in the fridge. I'm trying not to think about it. I had a brownie for lunch today and two meatballs with some ketchup, so that's the kind of day I'm having. <laughs> anyway, I'm working on it, Karen. I'm trying to get through it. I feel like nobody else is able to really say anything about the show because unless you're watching it you can't really relate to any of the experiences um i like Ginny and marcus i think uh i'm not sure i understand the concept of hiding all of this like i think if she had been able to be honest it would have been better but i don't know well all i can say about episode 10 is every kind of shit hits the fan I assumed it would. It's definitely being set up for that right now at the end of episode nine. Like, that was where it was headed. I feel like I'm going to go back and watch the last episode just so, like, I'm refreshed so that when, when you get to it, I'll be, I can remember every awesome thing that happens. Well, I, I, I am going to watch it within the next few days. I can guarantee you that. So uh, be prepared for some text messages. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's literally just about the only thing i've really watched in the last week um i haven't really had time for tv either it happens yeah what we're great it? tv podcast hosts i right? gotta tell you sorry guys sometimes life gets in the way it was memorial day weekend and uh i hope all you listeners had a great memorial day weekend but we I'm trying to think have we actually sat down and watched anything else we watched a couple of movies we're we're, we're in the process of trying to do a marvel rewatch Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Captain America First Avenger last night because of the holiday. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's a much better choice than what I did to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Which was? Uh, and meatballs? No. <laughs> no, no, no. That's Today Memorial was Day. I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was, uh, it's the thing I do every year, the Memorial Day Murph. Oh, right. Yeah, so um, listeners, if you don't know what that is, it honors Lieutenant Michael Murphy. He was a Navy SEAL who gave his life uh, to try and help um, protect the unit that he was in charge of. Uh, They were caught in the crossfire between, you know, them and hostile forces, and he had communication equipment that he tried to um, call for help, knowing that in doing so he was going to lose his life, but it was worth it to try and save the lives of his team. So... Uh, his favorite workout was to do, because he was a crazy, crazy monster, uh, was to do 
one uh, a mile, a hundred pull-ups, two hundred push-ups, and three hundred squats, and then run another mile, all while wearing a weighted vest. So uh, now people, it's like a CrossFit workout that people do every year in honor of him on Memorial Day. I am not a CrossFitter per se, but I do this workout because uh, it's a good workout, and I think it's a, a good way to, I don't know, just respect the hell out of someone badass enough to say they like that <laughs> that workout. But, you know, whatever. Uh, that's fine. I sweat a lot. My friend threw up when he was doing it, so that was fun. Two or three times. Yeah. God thanks. bless that kid. Like, uh, I went out. I, I said, hey, are you safe? Did you hurt yourself? No? All right, I'm going back inside. Yep. Still a better choice. Now, I called my mother yesterday just to catch up. And um, <laughs> first of all, it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, how you doing, Ma? She's like, well, I just had breakfast. Oh, oh good. Geez. Like, I, like I want to be retired <laughs> sleep until noon and then have breakfast. Um, but <laughs> I'm like, did I get you? Did I, did I interrupt something? And she's like, Oh no, I was just about to start watching this documentary about the 1921 Tulsa race massacre. So like, <gasps> Oh God. <sighs> I mean, yesterday was the hundredth anniversary of that event. And so it was definitely a worthy way to spend one's time. Yes. Especially when you are, you know, a white person trying to educate yourself about black history and things that have been erased from, um, you know, mainstream history mm-hmm. education. But still, I was like, oh, so that's what you're doing with your holiday. Cool. Festive. <laughs> Starting on a light topic ha- of conversation. Have a hot dog. <laughs> right. Holy shit. <laughs> Honestly, though, good for her. Like, yeah, I feel like that's a real effort to try and better oneself. And uh, it's a heavy, heavy thing to take on. I mean, Memorial Day to me has, since I started doing this workout, become a very heavy holiday. Because I think as a, as a person who was kind of ignorant of it in the past, I was just like, yeah, free day off. Let's barbecue. And now I'm like, oh, shit, this holiday is literally for all these people who died awesome like this is actually I mean, serious but not awesome right yeah well that's sarcasm <laughs> right yeah but sorry it's not translating well it's not awesome just in case anyone was wondering if i was serious um but yeah good for her that's crazy <laughs> well on that note yeah let's get real heavy let's uh, this is a seeing, fun podcast you guys were telling me that you were doing a cougar town rewatch and we started talking about ted lasso because of bill lawrence i was like oh i lo- i liked a lot of his shows what else has he done um i didn't realize he was involved with spin city so i started watching that and i love michael j fox i think he is a fantastic actor he does some fantastic work on that show i have I yet he likes to you too i haven't made it to where charlie sheen takes over which i don't know how that translates but we'll see um but there was two shows that i had i did i never heard of that he was responsible for uh one of them is called undateable which ran from 2014 to 2016 it seems like uh, a bunch of up-and-coming comedians in a sitcom situation i have yet to watch that but what I did watch is a show that he did called Ground Floor. Uh, it's in 2013. And it features... Okay, so this is right after Scrubs. Okay? So he has... It seems that in his shows he, he 
tries to use a, reuse a lot of his actors. Like he has relationships with a bunch of these actors. So in this show, it features John C. McGinley. McGinley? Yes, McGinley. McGinley. And he is a a boss of a, a, a financial company, and he's he's literally Doctor Cox, but now as a money guy. Does um, he always have that gravelly voice when he's in? That's his voice on screen like that. That's his voice, like he. Oof. That's yeah. Damn. Um, but what pleased me the most about this show is that his like the guy. Okay, so there's it's about these two younger people that. One of them live, works on the top floor. One of them works at the ground floor, and they meet and they they become romantically inclined. But one of them is all about money, and one of them's, you know, real life. And the the, the the male lead, young, the character's name Get is Bodie, is Sky Laston. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him. I love him too. And uh, his character he's a sweet guy he's really good at his job but like they have squeezed every opportunity for this boy to sing in the show <laughs> it is you adorable not. you gotta um and it was i like i'm enjoying it it's you know it's 25 minutes and it's lighthearted comedy um i want i was trying to get through a bunch of these because i really i wanted to watch ted because you guys ted lazo because you guys are you know speaking so highly about it i i wanted to catch up and get that because you know he has bill lawrence is like you know when you're watching one of his shows like there's a there's i don't want to say a sensibility there's like a a speed to it there's there's a a cadence almost to it and you saw the same thing with cougar town and with scrubs and not so much with the second half of scrub that 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 the later season of scrubs just got really bad the the new batch yeah yeah new class yeah college years (laughs) the college years um but yeah, I'm 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 really enjoying those shows. I'm, I'm, there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of episodes, so I will eventually be on Ted Lasso sooner rather than later. Um, but before you before you go move on, there's something I wanted to say that I I forgot to say. Sure. Uh, one of the things that we learned about in the the Friends reunion was mm-hmm. that Matthew Perry was stolen from another show, uh, and this other show was some sort of sitcom where he was an intergalactic baggage handler and I need to find this okay, show and so, see it. So Matthew Perry? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like something or other 2194. And like they showed a clip of it during the, during the show and I was like, oh my God, this looks awful. <laughs> was that the show that... Right, it was... A, they stole two people from a different show and that was the one where they were just like... Uh, yeah, go ahead. This show isn't going anywhere. <laughs> and then, like, somebody else... Uh, it was Jennifer Aniston. It was Jennifer Aniston was doing some other, like, super by-the-book sitcom, and they were like, oh, you're going to leave this, leave this show for that one? Okay, Th- that so- show's going to be gone in a month. This sort of show's going to make you a star. Like, yeah. Okay. That didn't pan out too well. All right, I, I have the info. According to IMDb, the show is called... Oh, it is a made-for-TV movie. Oh, that means it didn't get picked up. Called us. LAX... <laughs> 2194. Yeah, there, there you go. That's that that was shown in 1994. There nice. are no imagery, there's no cover shot. So Sounds real. See, see if you can find that one for I, me. I, I, yeah, I, I am fascinated. That I'm will probably be a YouTube find kind of thing. 
that's going to be awful. Uh, but it was they showed a scene from it. It was like, wow, this looks amazing. I have to see this. So bad it wraps around kind of thing? I don't think it wraps around. No. I think it's just going to be awful. But it's really just kind of the scientific experiment of like, how far did this get? Because clearly, if it was listed as a TV movie, that means like, all right, we only filmed a couple episodes before it got trashed. So let's just string them together and call it a movie. <laughs> Perfect. Um okay i will i'll do my best to find that um but yeah other than that bill lawrence stuff and and marvel movie that's pretty much all i've been watching there bill lawrence did do a rush hour television show that i'm actually afraid to watch because it doesn't oh, I because I it does, that was a thing yeah i i didn't realize i didn't know it was a thing i thought it was just the movies but i remember seeing some sort of ads for it at some point yeah yeah no it, it just it scares me so so but if uh, I, I, I that's all i got you guys you guys got anything else any any news that we want to blaringly got to talk about this week because i don't remember seeing anything uh, no, sir no I, there, I feel like there was one thing that was relevant i'll have to go back through it um i did remember i was watching haunted on netflix uh i don't get it guys i like horror i just that show i don't get it I don't know. Does someone else watch that? If you do, please explain why I should or why it's appealing to anybody because it's got three seasons now. It's not doing anything for me. Um, How have you been feeling about Expedition X? Because you fall asleep on that and that's one of those paranormal shows that I watch that I fall asleep to. But this is, you know, um, I can't remember. Josh Gates does all the Discovery Channel kind of paranormal hunting shows i actually really like it because they're not just like walking through dumb empty houses and stuff like that like they're also going to really cool places like there was an episode that evan was watching the other night guys and they were like they were spelunking like it yeah, was that freaked me out i'm really yeah. cool yeah um, they, they were they were in okay so josh gates gives, has two people that work for him mm-hmm. one of them is a paranormal investigator and one of them is i think he's a biologist is his trade uh but you know it's the the skeptic and the the believer and they find a story whether it be about ufos or hauntings or whatnot and it's in some sort of remote faraway place and then they send these two people to do some sort of investigation and the one that you're talking about was the investigation was of a cat the world's longest cave system that they were Mm -hmm. actually mapping they're in the process of mapping and these scientists who are actually mapping the cave system you know like they had experiences in there so they brought the people in there and as i'm as we're watching this like i'm claustrophobic so even watching that stuff on tv like freaks me out so it it was i know i like i don't want to say it's not real or real or not because they're really not doing that whole did you do you see that look at this camera like they're not doing that stuff they're just putting these people in this situation to see what's going on um but it was it was so unnerving because it was so dark and there was nothing there except for rocks and dripping water like those were the only noises that were it was wait off-putting and then the next episode they go to like the amazon rainforest and the spiders and it's yeah. snakes and shit like they were it's quite interesting especially when you're comparing it to something like ghost hunters which is just going to you know somebody's house and, yeah you know it's so. exploratory i like the fact that there's like a, a sense of adventure that goes beyond just the paranormal aspect of it um so i i think that that show is actually pretty cool 
Expedition X. It's funny because Josh Gates starts the episode by talking to his two people, and he's like, "Yeah, you're all right. You you good? You ready to go?" And I want them to both look at him and go, "No, fuck you. I'm not going. No, yeah. you, you're not getting an episode this 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 time around. I'm not going to that Amazon rainforest that is, you know, this this whole town is blown away because you know people thought it was so haunted. No, I'm not going there. So. I'm I'm like half expecting a news article where one of them turns up dead from the amount of crazy shit they seem to do on the show. Like it's it's really it's interesting. It's definitely got my attention. They they went to an like they had this one where it was an island of dolls. But I remember that. I don't remember where it was, but this guy they they're sort of like these little there it's like a, a a river system that sort of blocks out these little islands. And each one of the islands has a caretaker because they're they were growing stuff on them. And years and years and years ago, a caretaker came across a, a little girl who had drowned and her body washed up on his little island. And he, you know, brought the, the body on, they, they investigated and whilst he was the investigation was going on, they found her doll. So he took that doll and hung it on the island to ward off her spirit or to put ward her spirit off evil in. spirits. And it has become a thing. Now this island, and I, it's not a huge island. It's like you can easily walk from one side to the other. But this thing is covered in the creepiest goddamn baby dolls you've ever seen. It's like, you know, like in Toy Story, that kid that lived next door that would tear the dolls apart. Sid. Sid it's like it's like that kind of crap. It was so... Uh, but they investigated. It was an hour-long episode. I watched the hell out of it. I, I don't know why I like that stuff so much. I don't either. I, it's. It, I gotta <laughs> tell you though, that was a it's, good. I like that discovery. <laughs> uh, that show. Uh, yeah, well, that, it's right. different. Good. I'm glad that you were getting something out of it as opposed to just falling asleep immediately like you normally do. Well, no, I'm hey, still man, falling that's asleep. Important. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. That that sleep is still happening. <sighs> All right, let's uh let's take a quick break. Uh, we got some commercials to read, and then when we get back, we're going to talk about. The Nevers. Okay? Yeah. Stay tuned. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content, available now from our partners and Geekade.com. First up, for their second attempt to be entertaining while talking about movies, Paul, Sean, and Chris discuss the virtues of the ever-wonderful movie adaptation of The A-Team. Aww. <laughs> yeah. It's got Liam Neeson, my man, Rampage Jackson, a flying tank, and lots of confusing plot points. But does it stand the test of time? Especially considering that it's sort of bombed at the box office? Listen, that shouldn't have happened. Well, will Sean be able to earn enough arcade tickets to buy a new TV? Did Paul mistakenly watch the entire TV series instead of the movie? What happened when Sean met Mr. T as a kid? Find out on a theater near you, episode two, The A-Team. I can only imagine what happened when Sean met Mr. T. I need it to know. It is worth listening to the episode just for that story. <laughs> I am very curious. Also, how does one buy a TV with arcade tickets? Now I need to if listen. Anybody can do it. It's, it's the Sean Doyle. <laughs> Next, do you like sketch cards? I like sketch cards. But if you want my lovely fiancé to draw you a sketch card, your time is almost up. Over on her Twitch channel, <laughs> wow, Angela is only doing sketch cards through the month of June. 
And then that's it. It's over. The dream is dead. <laughs> but it's not all bad news. There's still going to be plenty of something called French fried drawings. Eventually, brand spanking new merch and a special discount code that you can use in her merch store. Shh, it's Geek 15. Geeks. <laughs> Your subscription pays for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> so if you're looking for a good way to spend your time, check out LaraCraft13 on Twitch. Chris, you did it. <laughs> uh, if you want to understand that, you've got to tune into my Twitch channel and watch the VOD, people. <laughs> That's fantastic. You're welcome. Finally... It's always an important milestone when a podcast reaches its 100th episode, and Mutant Musings has done so in the most comic book way possible, with comic book numbering. Yes, if you count the episodes of Mutant Musings Evolution towards the overall numbers of Mutant Musings episodes, and toss in all the unnumbered specials, you get 100! And just to keep things confusing, the next episode will be, indeed... Mutant Musings Evolution, Episode 11. So what did Jonathan and Patty do to celebrate their sort of centennial? They counted down their top 100 favorite mutants. Learn all about it in Mutant Musings, Episode 100, 100th Episode Extravaganza. Mm, extravaganza. 100 mutants? I didn't know there were that many. Oh my god, there's so many. I'm excited for that. I pitched it to them and, and as as a bad idea that I thought they should do anyway, and they ran with it. <laughs> ran with it as as I knew he would because it's a good it's a good idea. Darn it! <laughs> anyway, for all this great content and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. Sexy man plaid shirt. Let's see what that uncovers. And we're back. <laughs> Listen, all you really need to go do is look at like a certain uh, flavor of romance novel covers. You'll be all set. Lumberjack? Is it lumberjack softcore porn? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! No, that's not what I was going lumberjack for. Lumberjack romance. Tell me more. <laughs> lumberjack romance. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like Sign start this me going. The fuck up. <laughs> I can, I, I can find you one in like 10 seconds. This is the kind of episode where you friend. keep all the extra context in the episode, uh, because really, this is what's making it right now. This is true. I mean, I could just say, and we're back, and just keep the conversation going. I already did that. Yeah, wow. Chris did I that. Mean, yeah, yeah, he, he stole did. your thunder, babe. <laughs> he did. He stole my thunder. Like He stole your thunder I, like I was Lumberjack trying to be polite, and, and you could see me like, I was like, all right, nope, nope, I get, here's my moment. Nope, not my moment yet. So, I was half kidding. No, we're back. There we is. Oh, good. All right. We're back. We're good. What's we're, up, everyone? We're rolling with it. You want some sexy lumberjacks in your life tonight? <laughs> oh, we will put that in the show notes. <laughs> Dial one nine hundred. Wood. Five 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 fish. Got wood. Do you want to talk to Carrie Fisher? Do you want to talk to a potted plant? <laughs> I really want to have this tied up as a belly shirt now. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, he's already holding a strip of bacon. Look, you're the artist. You can do whatever you, you want. You can literally make Ron Swanson as Colossus. Swalsus, whatever. Do, yeah, audience, we're, you're going to have Swalosis. to help us. Ron it's Ron Swalosis. We're drawing Ron Swanson as Colossus slash holding Aragorn's sword. 
I don't know. It's the mashup to beat all mashups. Yes, it is. Yep. I wanted some beefcake in my life, and I definitely hey, got I it. I am right here. Listen, I'm just talking about. I draw I am sexy right ladies here every day. Wishing you were drawing Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is true. And Chris is right here, daintily sorting perler beads. That's right. We've got all the masculinity we need. We cannot. This show can literally not handle any more masculinity. All right. I chose this week, um, I chose The Nevers, season one, episode one, the pilot, because I wanted to introduce you guys to this show. Um, This is an epic tale following a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. A gang, huh? Um, That's what what IMDB says. So, um, The Nevers is an HBO Max show. Uh, It came out this year. Um, there have been six episodes so far, and they took a mid-season break. Um, and in the pilot, we are introduced to everyone. Um, so it is the story of these two women um, who sort they run an orphanage. Okay, the the Amelia, Amelia True and Penance Adair. And, uh, well, whoa! Wow. What's up with that? Did you drop all your beads? Truth or dare? Really? Yeah. You name the two characters, truth or dare? Really? You, the master of the pun, of wordplay, and you had a problem with that? Holy Come on. shit, I, did. I just got There's, that. I have, I have a sense of quality, sir, all right? Oh, I have Christ. quality control standards. <laughs> no, you don't. We've heard you say your stuff. Yeah, also, you're a dad. You don't get to I have that. Say, I didn't say it jokes. was, you know, I said it was quality, not good quality. <laughs> oh, There's oh, is lines I don't cross, and naming your two main characters, <laughs> truth or dare, was just like, that is too on the nose. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Bad Joss Whedon. Pe- Go Listen, down. it was not too on the nose because dumb people like me didn't get it and we needed it pointed out. Jokes are funnier when you have to explain them, obviously. Very true. true. Um, so in the in this episode, we are introduced to these two characters who have made it their mission to gather up these women or these... Well, yeah, I'm just going to go with women for now and, um, and and give them safe haven because they have been touched okay they're individuals whoa the way you said that though hold on we need to clarify what touched means and that's the and that's the problem i was about to explain that so in it's this takes place in 1899 um, they're setting up victorian xavier's institute for gifted youngsters seems that's that way. better that's a much kinder way of putting it um they are they are gifted with... not nearly as well funded as xavier though nope. no no um Speaking they, of they Xavier. all have some sort of powers, so it's it's an interesting play on this world. Go ahead. I have a really important sidebar. Yeah, go ahead. Does Colossus have a belly button? I would go with a no. Okay. But I don't. I mean, know. I think he does. But like in metal form, like would you see the indentation of his belly button? I don't think so. At least okay. not in images that I have seen. But like I'm thinking of the X Men cartoon, and they probably wouldn't have drawn that anyway. He That's had cool. a high waisted belt. Mm. Well, he is wearing lowriders today. <laughs> oh my god! Let's just get through this. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I came across this show because, um, 
of the way it was explained to me, it was these these characters are given mutant-like abilities where they, they're all different, all varying, and they come into this world where there is the big bad, and then there is also the bad that is the, the society in which they, they have the societal bad and then the villain. Um, and as this world progresses, we're seeing this, the different sides and the way people are looking at these 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 girls in, in this home as a danger or as something to be used for you know fortune's sake so it's it's a it's a it's a deeper story and the the, the issue with the pilot of course is that you can't get everything now angela and i have you know we're gonna go right out on front street we've watched every all of the episodes as of as of have been released and when we went through and rewatched the first episode, there were so many things that were brought to brought out in the first episode that once you watched the whole season, you went, "Oh, that makes so much more sense!" Like that, there is a reference there that we didn't get explained till episode four, and I really liked that because it made episode one really rewatchable for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, so it's got some neat payoff stuff. It, very. It, it very well. So even in even in the last even in the first, all right, last scene of the first episode, there is payoff. Like there is an ex, pseudo explanation of what is going on. Um, but yeah, it, it was like a space fish or something flew by and, <laughs> and yes, and it exploded and, on and, everyone. In, in essence, yes, that's what it, that's what it looked like, and their their powers were gifted to them by aliens. Okay. Space fish. Space fish. The the ship looks like a fish. But it was it, a ship? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Spoiler. I thought that was the creature. Spoiler. Like I thought it was a creature that was just flying by and I was like, Well, I'm dead and then it exploded well, and gave everybody mutant powers. It's this it's it's there's way more Maybe. there's way more to this story and um there way more to the, 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 the main character than what you, you that was presented right in this first episode yeah i kind of pieced that together when she was like you know you assume this is my face or something like that I was like, yeah. oh, I see, and i'm so proud of you for picking that up because you're doing there i mean i don't but i'm interested that was it yeah that was actually when i we were watching it today i was like i i get that now like i didn't understand that the first time we watched it and like yeah that's one of the joys of going back and rewatching it there's a lot of things that are said in this episode that have meaning that you just don't even realize yeah, and, well, and nobody said that Whedon is incapable of planning things, mm. and and that's that's very true. Um, this show is very pretty. I think the set designs, the the the, the, the costuming, like they, it's it's, they, it's a lot of they, fun. They did a uh, what I believe is a, is a good job. They they have um, Pennant is a, a inventor, so there's bits and pieces of modern-esque technology going through there, which I liked. and a lot it's of steampunk Steampunky mm-hmm. kind of references. Um, so I'm curious as to how you guys felt. Like, Karen, uh, you, you made a passing comment before, in one of the previous episodes. Um, this show, unfortunately, now has a stigma, which is truly, truly unfortunate. Um but outside of that, how did you guys feel about the show? Well, uh, okay, you go ahead. Okay, um, it's it's tough for me to separate and 
say how I feel about feel about this show because of the stigma. I definitely like I definitely latched on to the visuals. I liked the steampunkiness of it. I liked a lot of her inventions. Um the premise was neat. Some of the characters were interesting, but <laughs> like I, you know, I'll be I'll be honest, I watched it under protest because uh, you know, you you might want to say you know put the, put the feelings aside and like watch the show for the uh, the contribution of all the other creators attached to the show um, mm-hmm. made and they're all you know everybody here is doing good work. Unfortunately, if the show succeeds, the person it's going to reflect most on is Joss Whedon, and if it does well, then he's going to get more work. And I don't want that to happen because he's a shitty person. So. Like, and I don't know how much that my feeling about that affected my watching the show because I was sitting there with crossed arms, like, okay, this is okay. I don't think I'm compelled enough to like watch anymore, but I wasn't going to watch anymore anyway because of how I feel about the creator. So, which anyway. I, 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 it's which is a shame because I have never seen, I'm trying to think, there was only one person in this cast that I recognized from someplace else, all of these faces in this show were new to me. Now It was bothering me because uh, Penance, I, for, when I saw her, I was like, holy shit, it's Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. And it's not, but she looks like her. There's, there's and a then lot of resemblances. <laughs> Mrs. True, also, I was like, I feel like I recognize her. And the only thing in her IMDb I, I have seen is Outlander. And I don't think I even saw the part she was in because mm-hmm. I don't remember her from that but she looks so familiar but she anyway remi- she reminded me a lot of jessica jones yes like, that's what i said she, i was like she's not yeah i could see that, that i could see she that remind me a lot of her and like but crossed with what's her name eve miles i think the one from torchwood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's what she she's was got some of that, that in her that too vibe the whole time without the welsh accent unfortunately yeah. <laughs> excuse me without the sexy welsh accent you're changing your pants god i love a welsh accent <laughs> So I will tell you, she's badass on uh, Outlander too. I the, the, so, like I said, the only character that I recognized, or the actor that I recognized, was Nick Frost, and I thought he did. A oh right, yeah, I forgot he was job. in it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Nick Frost. And I, I feel, I mean, he's getting to the point where he's sort of looking unhealthy. Um, but I think Nick, that was the makeup job. I think no, no, that no, was very no, intentional. No. That guy was supposed to look like Scuzz. No, no, no. He, he's, he's getting very. He's getting very big. Oh, well, his, his Nick Frost has had um, issues with with weight gain and weight loss. Like he was in that 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 show that I watched, where he was a paranormal hunter, and he like he's just he's just getting bigger. And I and you can hear it in his act, like he's breathing very heavily. But he, I don't know if that's a choice or if that's him because that character is that he's playing in the show is dirty, is scuzzy. Like you, yeah, feel he's like, not like, meant to be healthy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the woman who played the the in the the wheelchair. Oh um, yeah, she was. Uh, I've I've seen her a bunch. That's she was Lavinia. In, Lavinia. Oh, she was in Rushmore, wasn't she? she was a. I, I couldn't tell you where I saw her from, was, but I did recognize her. She was more McTaggart in the X Men movies. Oh, there like, you go. She's been in a ton of stuff. Okay, I that's that's a poll that I understand. I got that one. Okay. Um, everybody's doing like a really good acting job in this show, and like so progressing and watching more of the episodes seeing the character that um amelia is 
and where it comes from and and all of those like the backstory that there's like two different backstories for that character like when you see that information together it is this character um like the 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 the, the and the antithesis of that is 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 penance who is like the yin to the yang kind of thing where she's always balancing her out and then on the other side of that world is um uh milady i, I always say milady it's uh malady malady oh okay i, I always like, say milady because it's malady, malady yeah yeah who her okay because there's hbo max does little i don't want to say interstitials they do interviews and they do behind the scenes stuff after every episode and they did interviews with all of these actors and actresses and the the transformation that Amy Manson goes through to play Malady, Malady. is which one was Malady? The she one was who the one was the, the crazy that one. kidnapped the singing girl at the end. The crazy one. She showed up oh, on the stage. Oh right, yeah. Kelly yeah, McKillerson yeah. kills everybody. Um the like, one who can spell. She is <laughs> I like the when she first showed up I'm like Okay, but like, is her superpower that she's fucking nuts? Like, why are these people following her? Like, she's just crazy. Oh, I get it. She's like, so okay. I can actually <laughs> tell you because it really, they, they explain her power. They don't even explain it. They say what her power is like four or five episodes later. And it, her, her power is she becomes stronger with pain. Okay. Yeah, I so, definitely noticed that there was like, okay, so she's got some sort of power that I'm not seeing. She got lighty up really, eyes. Really, it's just like, <laughs> like in that crazy fight. lady with a knife, and like, you know, this shit, you know, this girl can shoot fire, and this guy's mutant power is what he has a gun yeah, on his arm or something. He had a gun arm. I don't know if he. I see. So he's probably it. just a dude. Like, he's, right. He's, I don't think he's he has special powers. So in this episode, the girl with the voice, the she, uh-huh, like, yeah. you could see that. The people that can hear or that are affected by her song are the touched. Okay, so as they're showing that room that she's in, the, the opera house, you can see that it's not the, those that are affected by it are not just females. So you yeah. have the, the doctor who has. Well, yeah, we saw the doctor earlier, so we we kind of already knew that. So, but that, but the the. the but Lord Masson like kept making the assumption that it's always women. It's always oh, women. That was the thing. Like they're pushing on that fact, and, and it cuts to him during that scene, and you see him just uttering like like he's just watching this kind of chaos, and it actually looks silent to him on street on the stage. Like that, you just hear people screaming, and only literally the only people who hear it are the touched. Mm-hmm. And it's it's visually so every time we see powers depending on what it is like they they it's an interesting display of it um it's like penance penance's power as explained as she can see how electricity works where it wants to go what it wants to do where energy wants to be so it helps her in creating experiments and and and, and new things okay mm-hmm. that's not being super strong that's just being able to see things differently amelia has what did she call it snippets of the future like she sees brief instances of her future okay so like at, at at one point in time she sees that she's going to be at the opera she doesn't know why she doesn't know what's going to happen but you know Penna says well what are we going to do and she looks at her and she said we're going to the opera that so that leads to the story along for this episode the each there are no two 
powers that are the same and they are all done and and shown impressively like they're they it's not like an x-men movie like it's it's just feels different and the the uniqueness of them some of the like the, the little girl who does who understands all languages and speaks in just wandering languages like that that girl is literally speaking in every language as she's acting which is impressive and there was an interview with her and her dialect coach like she's she doesn't know what she's saying she's just they're they're, they're giving her letters to repeat because she doesn't really know what she's saying but she's so good at it that it looks like she's fluent in all of these languages like that's how well they're projecting the these powers um i just i like i can't i am we have like this is the first show that she and i have actively sat down and watched speedily through like we made it through all six seasons and i got upset thinking that it was six episodes six, i was gonna say it's been all six no, seasons no, already six what episodes, the hell is that um that I thought that was the end of the season. And because of everything that was going on with Joss and I thought they canceled and whatnot. And, um, he is no longer a part of it. Uh, they are, they took a mid season break and they are going to be coming back. And Joss Whedon's not showing her anymore. Well, he, I mean, he's got credits for directing three episodes, but the, uh, the next three were not directed by him. And there are a lot of other writers that have credits I'm not a hundo on. I was looking for the credits before for showrunners. Um, yeah, because the first one was just like created by Joss Whedon, written by Joss Whedon, directed by yeah. Joss Whedon, composed by Joss Whedon, starring Joss Whedon. Like, okay, we get it, dude. Yeah, right. like he he had a hand in literally every aspect of the show, but oh, oh, oh. careful with that. Sorry, yeah. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, it's true, but anyway. Um, yeah, like he he seemed to be m- more involved initially, and then it says like the 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 third I guess the the third fourth uh, or fourth fifth and sixth episodes are directed by other people. So I honestly am hoping that like despite the fact that he may have started this, other people will have a strong enough vision to continue it because like I being an artist, I'm able to separate this and look at the fact that like. The guy had a good idea. I like what he created. I like this world. I like the characters. The story is compelling. Buffy and Firefly. Nothing going to change that. Yeah. But I I understand. (laughs) I understand what Karen is saying. Like, if if everything that everybody about him uh, is saying, if everything everybody is saying about him is true, I don't really want to see him keep getting work because this does well. I want this to do well because it's good and because the team that takes over can keep it alive. And that's really what I'm hoping. Uh, Variety reported in November 2020 that uh, he left the show, citing, quote, the physical challenges of making such a huge show during a global pandemic. Horseshit! (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's not on it anymore. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I... Well, I I don't know how... Like, he created it? He yeah. came up mm-hmm. with the idea, but you know what? Buffy, Firefly, Angel, all of this wouldn't, whether his name is on it or not, would not be the shows that they are if not for the people that are projecting his words, like the actors and actresses that are doing the the work on the screen. And like, I hope that every one of these 
actors and actresses gets more work from this. And if that, you know, like... Oh, they undoubtedly will. I I definitely have no no qualms about whether or not they're going to have work in the future. I just, like, it sucks because I... Karen, like, I respect your viewpoint. I really... I do. I get it. I just also, like... I just... I really like this show. I can't help it. I do. And also, when you get to one of the later episodes, like, there was a behind-the-scenes special effect thing for one of the stunts they did that I had to watch because it was one of the coolest things I've literally ever seen in television. The, the, the pond. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was like the, the stunt work that Laura Donnelly does is fantastic. It's, it's stunning. I, I liked that. I liked seeing her fight in that Victorian dress. Right. That, that was, was awesome. That was a thing. Like so I had seen somewhere one of the, the, because of everything this being attached to Joss, everything that was that was being said about, you know, women being taken out of their clothes, like every time, a sh- like her character should always be wearing pants. That's it. She should not be in those dresses because everything that she did, and if the dress got torn, it made sense because she is jumping down a huge flight of stairs. Like, like the the, the did you the like the way she used her dress that she is doing <laughs> would lead to that dress getting torn, but mm-hmm. like that made like that made sense and she was such a badass throughout the entirety of this episode yep it's i i'm i'm pleased that it is and that it has it has been made it's and i like the way that these women are written like when we were talking about you know last time when stuff came up with shadow and bone versus a show like this like again women in an oppressive society like this kind of culture of men being you know the patriarchy and these men being in charge and like i didn't get a sense of like this is trivial and repetitive and the same old regurgitated recipe of oh i'm oppressed like i don't know it was just it was and i understand it's a very different universe but like oh man even the writing like the scene when they're at the opera i that's who was the 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 they're having the conversation about that was um uh masson i think it was it what did i say lord masson yeah yeah like amelia and lord masson are having their back and forth yeah like like the 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 lines that they had about like you know just the the context of the language employed versus employee like the whole versus the individual um these concepts that they're discussing like using language and you know about like harmony i thought it was a a a chorus of different voices and then his line of like yes but one always rises above the others like it's just i loved the the back and forth i love their delivery uh some of the quotes they had like when he's in the room with all the stupid old men around the table and he's like only a blind man measures the length of a blade by how much is in his belly like fucking a man some of these lines (laughs) and that's and that's that's and that's the writers like i don't know that that's just joss and if it is good fuck you you joss whedon (laughs) Yeah, but he, he, okay, but he's but not the only one with writing Jane, credits. Jane, Joss, Melissa, Kevin, Laurie, like, like there's Midori. a lot. There's, there's a lot of writers, um, but not it's okay. So there's there's words on a page, and then there's the way these things are being delivered. That too, yeah. The actors, okay. I love the actors in the show. Like, there's not a lost character. I mean, well, except for those those dried up old guys sitting at that table. There's not a lost character in the show so far. Like everybody has some sort of purpose, whether it be to, you know, like the guy with the the spinny gun arm to 
fuck shit up or the the, the woman that we see singing for f- literally a minute 30 at most out of a 45 minute episode like she had this weight to her character and she was only on screen for a minute and a half like that's that's that says something about the the actors and the actresses that are that are doing this this the written word justice so I, I I I'm so I don't I don't know if you guys are going to watch any more. I f- I feel like I, I want you to. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I haven't really had a chance to chime in on whether or not I even liked the show yet. <laughs> and, and and like, how do you, how did you specifically feel? I kind of enjoyed it. It was um, it didn't grab me, and it's it's weird to to say this because I you know I, I recognize what you guys are saying about you know it is. It is more cleverly written, but it didn't grab me the same way that Shadow and Bone did. Not to say, and I'm, again, not trying to overplay that show like it completely changed my life or blew my socks up or anything. It was like, (laughs) this show's pretty fun. I'll keep watching it. And like this one, I don't know, I guess I had a certain expectation of uh, the way Whedon writes characters to to feel a little bit, to feel one way about the dialogue. Because that's something that he's always excelled at is, you know, there's lots of really great snarky and clever dialogue in his shows. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it wasn't as overbearing as I expected it to be. Uh, so that made me, that made me kind of happy. Uh, I did like the world. I liked the, the, the car thing. <laughs> that was, that was pretty snazzy. Um, the truth, the truth or dare thing. Uh, the reason I, I, was, I was joking about it before. The reason it bothers me is because it doesn't fucking work. It's um, when I say it's too on the nose, it's, he didn't name them truth or dare. He named them truth a dare. Like it's, it's like so straddling that line of like, no, no, no. See, somebody could totally be named a dare. See, you you put him next to it. See, see, it works. It really works. No, it it fucking doesn't stop it. (laughs) Well, and it's not (laughs) come up with better names. Her last name is true. True. And that's right. True. A dare. It was like, (laughs) it's, it was so so, close. (laughs) It was, it's so close to like, I see what you're doing, and the fact that I see what you're doing and it doesn't really match up is fucking distracting. <laughs> I see what you're doing, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it was like, stop it. These char- these characters are more interesting than this dumb fucking gag. So stop it. And, and it's but, and it's weird, like I didn't catch I, it at all, like Chris. The, it, and it's weird <laughs> that you you see it as a gag. Like I it's I didn't it's made, it paid no importance in the show. That, and like, that's the other problem. It's not not important. It's it's not important. It's they said their names next to each other. I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> and then like they said them a few more times. Like, no, they're not truth or dare. They're true a dare. What is wrong with you? Stop that. <laughs> and it, it 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 was it was legitimately distracting to me. Like every time they'd say those their names near each other, I'd just be like, "Ah, oh, man, this is such a stupid gag. You're you're detracting from something that's genuinely working here, which are these characters." And you know, I, I liked that the I liked the big girl cuz uh, you know, I didn't she didn't oh, sorry. look she didn't look huge at first and then she was like being all turbo bitch and then she stood up and like oh my god you're humongous that's that's great what's great about every time you see her from that point forward there's always a point of reference to see how big she is like they're walking down a flight of stairs and she's standing on like the landing of between floors one and two and her head is at floor two and a half like she's yeah. a big girl <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I I did enjoy it. It didn't hook me as much as I wanted it to. Um, there was something about the world that this takes place in that didn't 
like the thing that attracted me more to Shadow and Bone than the characters themselves were like, I liked this mythology. Oh, there's a big mm. giant like black death space. That's kind of neat. I'm I'm unfamiliar with that. But this was just like, all right, it's Victorian X Men. That's kind of cool, but I don't know. It's it's not. Give me more. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I want more, and I'm sure there is more. Like when she said, "This isn't my face," I was like, "Ooh." Okay, I want to know where that's going. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. like, you have my interest. Uh, <laughs> there was not a lot of world building in this. It was more character building. Um, and like stepping back and thinking about it, like there is a really interesting world that these people are living in where, you know, war and everything that's going on, I've, I didn't. There's, of course, there's pilot's disease where there's only so much information they can give out before it becomes too much. Yeah, I think they doled it out really well. Like Mm. when they did the bit at the end where they went back, like because they did the whole thing in the beginning, and I'm like, I can't, I can't remember all these characters. Like I've already forgotten who all these characters are. And then they did, they looped back at the end of the episode and re-showed you all those characters in the same spots that they were, but now you recognize them because you've seen them throughout the course of the episode. And now you see what happened to them and like, oh, okay, all right, I'm in. I, I see it. I understand you've, you've connected those dots for me. That's, that's some mighty fine show making there. Uh, <laughs> so I, I appreciated that. I, and what else what I thought was, I don't know if it's interesting in the way that's maybe that's what's kind of like causing me to not be as attracted to it is that it's not, it doesn't appear to actually be a fantasy world. It's like, no, we're like real world Victorian London or whatever, wherever the hell they are, except, um, uh, and then this supernatural event happened and we're moving forward from that. Whereas like shadow and bones, it's like that ain't earth. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. I can, yeah. I can just hang up all <laughs> suspension of disbelief and be like, I don't, I don't care what the rules are. It doesn't fucking matter. It's not earth. You know, I got oh, tiny, it. tiny, adorable, um, side tangent story about an alternate universe. I've been reading this, uh, book series with John. Um, it's called wings of fire and it's about dragons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cute. Um, so like, this, the characters are trapped in this cave from the beginning of the book until they're like trying to escape and then the one dude is finally gets out of the cave and is never he was brought into the cave as a baby so he's never seen outside or anything and so like there's something in the narration about like the, by the light of the three moons and John just goes three moons <laughs> <laughs> like he never read any or ne- never really saw anything that was like based on another planet where the world wasn't the same. <laughs> he was just blown was, away by I would have been like, John, fucking Tatooine, man. Like, <laughs> Tatooine's got 72 suns or something to the fact. I don't know. <laughs> two suns right there. It's really cute. <laughs> and Star That's Wars funny. dad gets up in Star Wars arms. <laughs> I'm going to wake that boy up. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go upstairs and wake him up and be like, bitch, Tatooine, right now. How many suns? Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. I forgot, but it's not moons. It's not moons, Dad. (laughs) Fair enough. That's Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I don't see myself watching the rest of the show, mostly because I don't see Karen watching the rest of the show, and I I can't even keep up on my Star Wars shows, (laughs) so I can't imagine this is something I'm going to find time for. Um, Yeah. And it's also, I mean, I, I am somewhat comforted by the lack of Whedon, and not just because of, like, the fact that he left the show. Um, and not just because of the whole situation with him being a scuzzbag. Um, the last handful of things that he's done, I haven't been super crazy about. Like, 
loved Firefly, and mm-hmm. that was my first. That was my introduction to him and the way his worlds work. And then we went back and watched Buffy, and that was that was a bumpy ride. You know, like there's some real good stuff in there, but there's some like not good stuff in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and very noticeably not good stuff in there. And uh, I, sorry, go no, ahead. And then there's and then there's Dollhouse. Dollhouse was like the real turning point for me because that show started as one thing and ended as something the fuck else. Are you talking about when they went into the future? Yeah, or like they went into the the kind of future. Wait, is it a bad something else? I never watched Dollhouse. Dollhouse was like this one thing and then they were like, and now we're going to zap into the future where like, Now everyone, now it's like the Battle of Serenity Valley. Now everyone's at war in this crazy po- post-apocalyptic world, yeah. and it wasn't bad. Like I actually really <laughs> enjoyed the, the end of the show, and then the follow-up comic books was like, it was really, it wasn't bad, but it was super jarring. Like to to see where that show started, like I don't know, man, that was a weird direction. And then you've got stuff like his Marvel output, right? Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, like the original Avengers, is great. And it's like it just oozes Whedon. The the main characters act like a bunch of fucking children a bunch of the time. And it's just like, all right, I see you're undoing some of the existing character development to be Joss Whedon, but it's working because it's so freaking cool. But then Age Age of Ultron happens. And while I do love that movie, because I love every Marvel movie, uh, because I'm I'm a whore, but uh, (laughs) Age of Ultron's like, it's really weirdly disjointed. And it's like, yeah. I, I almost feel like the dude's kind of lost a couple of steps in his whole world building thing. Like maybe he uh, he bought into the hype too much and now he's trying to bite off more than he can chew. Maybe he just capped out with Firefly. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I know that at at one point when I had watched Firefly, I was like, all right, anything with this guy's name on it is gold to me. And like Avengers really followed that up with like, yeah, man, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. But then kind of going back and looking at his career and especially the stuff he's done lately, like I know he didn't exactly make Justice League, but his version of Justice League wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, so, I can agree yeah. with that, though. I, I that? feel a lot of what you're saying, Chris. Honestly, I can relate to a lot of it. So, but, you know, now I'm now that you guys are telling me that he's no longer on the show, like that, that makes me a little bit more... Uh, hopeful that it's yeah. not going to be tanked but then again it is also on hbo which has a track record of game of thrones and the way that they just kind of tanked that thing like really seriously tanked that thing i enjoyed yeah. it at the time and then every time i think about it since i get angrier i'm like wait a minute no <laughs> i was having fun at the time but now that this really was bad why i'm really angry at this and i'm more angry because (laughs) i enjoyed it in the first place i'm kind of angry at myself for not being like no 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 that doesn't make sense i'm it's kind of like how i felt about the star wars prequels i defended those things for years they're fucking terrible (laughs) (laughs) that's called growing as a person dear yeah (laughs) and i just need to like maybe head off some angry internet people that might be adding me about like oh what are you gonna like burn your firefly dvds and you know never watch avengers again and i just want to clarify my position which is like i feel that you can like still appreciate things that were created that you know were part of your life before you found out things about the creator that you formed an attachment to while also not continuing to support that person as a creator once you know they're a terrible person I Just to get that out there. I don't need to buy it again. <laughs> and, I mean, you know what? I will always love Short Circuit and Short Circuit 2. 
right? <laughs> You're a horrible person for doing that because love of that those dude. movies. <laughs> I didn't know Fisher Stevens was a white guy. All right. <laughs> Well, and, what were you seven? So of yeah. course you didn't know that. I understand your 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 mindset, Karen. I, I I really do. And and I specifically, I think we actually said this. I did not tell Angela because I watched this show. I knew who 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 did it, and and I wanted her because I I knew that if she she went in there blind and just watched the show, that she would like it because of the world and, and the characters in it. And she did not know about it till that last card he played me like a fiddle <laughs> because I, I i didn't want there to be any sort of you know bias like bias i have at it. yeah and that and that's and that's in this show you can pull it off because it's not overly weedony even though he you know effective according to the credits did the entire show single-handedly uh, he was the credits of that first episode. <laughs> he played every part. He, you know, he, he, he was the, dresses, the grip. <laughs> best boy. Fluffer. Full nine yards. Uh, it, it was. It didn't strike me as overly Whedon-y, which uh, I thought was 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 nice. It was a refreshing change. So I don't know. It's I'm kind of on the fence about where I stand with watching more of this because I do like me a good fantasy show, and I certainly didn't hate it. I guess it was also a little overhyped for me. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend uh, was was our friend Jared, a mutual friend of ours. Jared like hyped the shit out of this show, and he's like, "Yo, it's it's amazing, it's so good." And then he also said he really liked Shadow and Bone too. I was like, "All right, well, damn it, Jared, I'm easy, I'm easy to please." And I don't know. I just went into it expecting it to really, you know, blow oh, wait, my Jared, skirt Jared? up, as it were. What's that, Jared? Jared? Yeah, like Jared. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just making sure now I got now I know who we're talking about because I can see him getting overly excited about it because this does have an X Men kind of feel to it. Yeah, that is true. Dude loves <laughs> mutants. <laughs> he loves him some mutants. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence as to whether or not I'll watch more. We'll see uh, where the rest of the world of television takes us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll keep you updated, let you know how it progresses. When yeah, let me know if it out. takes a weird nosedive, right? Because everybody seemed to like that polar bear show. The what's it? Not, not Golden, Golden Compass. Compass the uh, oh, his dark the materials. Yeah. Like right. that seemed to be like a thing people liked, and I didn't care for that shit at all. Well, it's it's so far the the first six episodes that I I didn't see. I didn't feel it was a dip at all, especially especially with what happened in the last episode like it 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 like 180 and i when something like that happens in a show i like okay so fire uh, not firefly uh dollhouse you know people who can get their brains programmed to do you know borderline creepy things and sort of pornography s kind of thing to apocalyptic future 180 like it was it was close to that drastic of a change but the story played out and it made sense and it tied a lot of things together. So I don't know how much of that he wrote, how much was written by others, because the last the last thing that I actively remember being too Joss Whedon-y was Justice League. Like there were too many things to make me know that it was Joss doing it. Too many jokes, too many, the whole like just too many smiles for a fucking DC film. And it's not even that. It's just like it's a it's a weird sort of humor, like ch- border childlike, and that's not. It's what, a very specific. You know, somebody pointed Joss Whedon at that movie and said, "Do uh, do Avengers," and then he 
you know, tried to do that with an existing Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder script, which clearly was not very good to begin with. But it was long. It did have that going. Oh, my God, it was. I watched all of it. <laughs> did in, you? In one sitting? I did. No, not in one sitting. It took, took me days. But yes, I watched the Snyder Cut. I yeah, did so not did we, we, it. it took us four? I think four sittings. Four sittings? Yeah. yeah. yeah four I think that's what it took rage-filled for me, so it sittings. sittings. We were not pleased with it at and all. And I'd like to clarify something, because I shit on him a lot. Um, I mentioned this to Evan recently, and I am just going to put it out there. I do like things that Zack Snyder has worked on, okay? I do. But anytime he touches DC, it just pisses me off. And that's it. That's all it is. There are other things he's done that I liked. I'm well, not ashamed uh, to see, admit but it. That's the thing. Like, There's things that he has done that we like, and there's things that he just has don't. done that are just... Get the fuck away from DC, man. Back off. Get off my shit. I also don't like it when he talks. Like, I seem to not like him personally, based on the little bit that I know about the guy, so that doesn't help either, but I liked 300 when I saw it. I thought that was cool as hell. I think that's about it, though. They showed us the comic. I liked Watchmen, more or less. I actually don't care for Watchmen very much, but... I don't really like the comic book to begin with. I liked the the movie more than I liked the comic book, which I think is high, relatively high praise, because, you know... Yeah, actually, okay, I'm really happy to hear you say that because I'm usually the person saying that and then I have to listen to the internet yell at me, so. Yeah, uh, isn't that fun where they're like, no, you're wrong, you like the comic book better. I'm like, no, I really don't because I sat there and read that whole thing and it's all like, all right, now something's going to be interesting, but now you're going to read 16 pages of some dude on an island that might have something to do with something later. There's a pirate ship at some point, isn't there? Right, there's a whole (laughs) pirate thing that's, I don't know. If I'm being honest, I saw the movie before I had read the comic, and um, I went back and tried to read the comic and went, no. I mean, it's it's very, they're different animals. Very different animals, but like everyone else that I had talked to that convinced me to read this was so hellbent on that it was awesome and it was great and I was going to love it, and if I liked the movie, I was going to love the comic because it was even better, and y'all are wrong. So I have a question for you, Chris, and this is this is leading off of the Zack Snyder comment. Seeing as you do do a a podcast that is now movie related, I want to know your initial impression of Army of the Dead, which is a three hour long zombie movie. I zero interest, like (laughs) none at all whatsoever. I don't. Uh, How do you get three hours out of a zombie movie? I don't know, but apparently there's a dead pixel. In, like, the way they shot it, there was a dead pixel in one of the cameras, so there's a white dot in the middle of the screen the entire time. No. no. He meant to do that. Oh, That's yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he did. the feel that he wanted everybody to... It was all part of the experience. Yeah, I mean, you put Zack Snyder's name on something now, especially after everything he's done with DC, I just, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, 300 didn't hold up on repeat viewings, so I was like, all right. I had fun, and I think I'm I'm going to tag out of this guy's career now. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to tag out of this guy's career. <laughs> it's shocking yes. how how little uh, he's actually done that he has such a name. I mean, outside of the DC stuff, I like on. Sucker Punch. Hakuna, we'll not apologize. Oh, oh Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, a magical time of year, a video short in 2019. What are you doing, Zach? What's going on here? Anywho. Who knows? I mean, look, 300 <laughs> was like a phenomenon, though, right? I mean, yeah. 300 was a big deal. That that was a that was culturally referenced everywhere. Well, that and Dawn of the Dead. Oh, right. He did that, too. There's, I never saw that. I'm not, I'm not a big zombie movie guy. So. Well, do, like, if I'm not mistaken, Dawn of the Dead was the one where they 
brought it into the mall. Yeah, I've, the fuck yeah, I like that movie. So like that was that was a reimagining of a, 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 a staple, but mm-hmm. outside yeah. of that, it's three hundred and Sucker Punch and DC. Like yeah. well, it was Watchmen DC. Watchmen DC, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 DC. So so yeah, I don't know, man. Anywho. that. I've I was just curious. No zero, zero interest, like negative interest in that zombie movie. Just never, no interest. I just, I just, negative I think I'm interest, curious to folks. see how big of a train wreck it is. I know it's going to be a train wreck. We'll go watch we'll it We'll never after be this. curious enough to watch it. Feel free to tell me. Uh, I will absolutely share our, in our misery. So. By all means. All right. So I, I Karen, loved it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for giving it a shot for us. Uh, yeah, you're, Karen, really, you're welcome. I appreciate it. And you know, like, Appreciate the honesty, really yeah. do because I have a problem with disagreeing with you guys. <laughs> I really do. I don't like if you. I, I. 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 If you like something, I will force myself to look at it and try to like it as much as I humanly possibly can. He's and then I may lying. lie to you and say that I like it and just never watch it again. <laughs> like, oh, you was, guys, you like guys seem to be very, very gleefully disliked Shadow and Bone. So I don't know, man. <laughs> because okay, for once, here's the reason why. I will be very honest with you guys. I just feel like you're smarter than me. And for once, I was like, I've got a fucking argument and I feel strong about it. Like, I felt like I could actually support where I was coming from and get Karen to see eye to eye with me. And I was like, feminism, yeah. Like, I always feel like I'm the worst feminist in the room. And I always feel like I'm the last person to recognize misogyny, especially the internalized kind. And then I looked at this and I was like, misogyny everywhere. And it's blatant and it's stupid. And the characters are underwhelming. And da, da 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 and then you guys were like, "We like this," and I was like, "Fuck me!" Ah! That was the air coming out of her balloon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I enjoyed it because I didn't have to think about it too much. Yeah, and like here I am, and I was like, they, "They're so smart. Like they think about these things, and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about this too. Like I'm gonna look at this differently. I'm gonna have a more critical viewpoint." And then it was like, "Oh no, I actually thought the show was really cool." And I was like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" <laughs> so. <laughs> That's why. But uh, yeah, I, I still respect the viewpoints. I respect them so much that I made myself hate Shadow and Bone because I wanted to feel smart. So <laughs> I actually, I Karen, you posted that article and I, I was just scrolling real quick to see how, how long it was. And I just read the last line of the article. What article? She, she, she uh, posted an article in, in our feed for, for the news. It's uh, titled The Nevers Can't Escape. Uh, Joss Whedon's shadow for better or worse or mostly worse and the last line of this article is nothing breaks a fantasy faster than letting unpleasant realities intrude uh oh and that's true like if it like you we had the problem with with uh, shadow and bone like mm-hmm. the realities of like we like we saw it differently you guys are looking or Karen I don't know if Chris is looking but you you the, the Joss Whedon of it is is that's the reality of the show and, and we tried to not let that in so i just like i think for me as a creator and the number of things that i've seen and like i've gone to the point where i've started looking like how many famous like classical musicians were fucking assholes or artists that are like their paintings are worth millions like and then travel like through history from those points on to the present and think about the number of terrible people that have made art that has sold for millions of dollars that people have loved and recognized and worshipped and what the fuck ever and i've just gotten to this point where i think because i exist in this world of art like full time and i've met some of these people and i've you know like 
I've just had to kind of take this and look at the fact and separate like a good idea is still a good idea even if it comes from a bad person and so I'm trying to recognize that and like by all means if if the accusations again because I, I haven't seen that like this has actually been proven or like legally like locked in so I, I'm acting under the assumption that these things are true and if that is true then may Joss Whedon burn in the fiery pits of hell forever with Zack Snyder but the, the don't JK, worry, Chris, JK, I, I'll, sorry, I'll note it. I'll go back and take it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I can't ignore the fact that like bad people can still have good ideas. And sometimes those good ideas get carried by other people. And those other people are able to like, take that thing and give it life. Like he, he had a good idea. I can't, I can't argue with the fact that he has good ideas, that he has come up with great concepts and helped execute them in ways that have been entertaining and enjoyable. But like, as a human being, he can fuck right off. Like, that's it. I, and I, and I don't I, want to contribute to him making money. You know, it's right. It's like that's not the hardest part. Chick-fil-A. Like I love Chick-fil-A. Shit's delicious, but I'm just not going to do it anymore. And, and I, like, Damn it, I, now I want Chick-fil-A. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I always want Chick-fil-A. It's, like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's literally everywhere here. Every third store is uh, Unfortunately, genius can tend to go hand in hand with being a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we were just like, talking a little bit about John Chris Felusi from uh, Ren and Stimpy. It's a total piece of shit. Like, you know, big surprise, but it doesn't change the fact that that show was huge for me when I was a kid. I still think it's hilarious that, you know, the first seasons that he did, the ones there after he left the show, I think are kind of trash. And then the ones when he got the show back are worse than all of them. So, you know, who the hell knows? It's, it's all weird. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. It, but it, it is the fact that I've in the middle of sentence uh, or something. No, I, it's okay. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like you guys get what I'm trying to say. I hope, I hope you get what I'm trying to say. There, there's a line between separating the creator from the content and then not actively engaging with it. So, like, so unfortunately unf- or unfortunately, depending on how all of this plays out, these people that have been deemed whomever they may be as horrible should not be getting any more works, possibilities or, or works or, or because of the things that they have done to others. But that does not negate the stuff that they had done. That like Firefly is huge in my world huge okay and that's a thing that i'm i that i'm never gonna lose if god forbid kevin smith ever turned out to be a horrible human being i'm fucked like that's or it. Ryan like reynolds. half your identity if, if ryan reynolds goes down the shitter i that's it i'm i'm jumping off of a, a, a bridge somewhere but it's true listeners he kind of loves ryan more than me but i'm okay with it <laughs> anywho <laughs> No, honey, no, I love you more. I'm sorry, that was what I was supposed to say. God, no, <laughs> oh, I saying. thought you meant he loved Ryan Reynolds more than you love Ryan Reynolds. And oh, I was no, like, well, true. nobody well, loves Ryan does. Reynolds more than Evan. Like, that's, that's no contest. Yeah, that's that was never a contest. I actually don't love Ryan Reynolds as much as Evan does, like, admittedly at all. But I enjoy him, so um, I support it, you know? Got to be supportive of the people you love. And, and the people that they love. <laughs> <sighs> oh, All right. I, I think we've talked guys. ourselves in, yeah. cir- in circles quite enough. Yeah, yes. I, I appreciate you guys watching, t- at least trying to carry, even if, it, what did you say, in duress? <laughs> I, <laughs> under I, protest. I, under protest. <laughs> I appreciate you, you, you doing it and, and giving it at least a shot. And I hope the listeners that are still here and have not cancel cultured us uh, 
uh, can understand that this is something that we talk about a lot because it is something that we are thinking about a lot and we're still struggling with it. We don't really know the right answer or the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do when we're just we're trying to navigate this. So and it's just becoming more and more prevalent in, in the culture that we live in. So to, at the end of the day, it's a TV show and I have plenty to watch. It's very true. Like, just repeat to yourself. That, it's just a show. Just I should show, really just, just relax. relax. There it is. Well said. Well said indeed. All right, Chris, let's wrap that up. Let's let's just ride that wave out. You got you got the spiel I, for us. I need a I need like I don't know a minute. I need okay. like thirty five to forty seconds of small talk here. All That's, right, so absolutely. Colossus right now. <laughs> so she so yeah. Okay, update two me on Colossus. Two things. She she tur- in the middle of one of your deep talks she's waving a piece of paper at me for me to turn and look and she just throws it in my face and it is the most glorious thing i've ever seen yeah so colossus right now has got his lumberjack flannel which i still have to put the detail on the flannel uh he's got a glorious mustache piercing eyes a badass sword some wonderful work boots um and oh, Evan is now taking a picture to post in chat. I have a feeling this is going to end up going with the show notes. Oh, good. I, uh, I, mean, I sent you a reference about. image of a book cover on Instagram. It's a cowboy wearing flannel, but it may it may be helpful. Listen, it's the power of flannel. Okay, I need I need it shared in all its forms on all of its different body types. On all the medias. Yes, in all of the genres. Lumberjacks, so, so, warriors, and, cowboys, and an, on another meat in media, odd topic. Hunters. I was looking at an. Artist. I did it. It's done. Okay. <laughs> no one cares, Evan. He's I, done. You, okay, <laughs> I did it. I sorted all the the beads, oh, all the pearl beads. For? It was I, the I just, beads. I, I was just was sweeping the up the last ones. Oh, I'm all done. Oh man, it looks wonderful. <laughs> As Ooh, does this squares. Ron Swanson drawing. Uh, oh man, that is freaking glorious look at that <laughs> i love the fact that he's holding bacon yes. and a sword yes he's got a bacon he's got what is the name of that sword idrisil or yeah, something sure. like that i uh, totally knew he's that. got the the tied up shirt he's got the colossus armor going on <laughs> this is i mean this is an abomination in the best way possible this is a <laughs> this is this is you, this you've not, got a this, real talent there we're gonna have to take a picture of this to Thanks. put in as our cover image Oh, God. Because that's the title of the episode, whatever the word is. Oh, no. What have I done? I'm so sorry, you've, everyone. You've created art is what well, you've Well, you've learned that you, hopefully what you've done is learn your lesson about not asking Chris what to draw. <laughs> I have zero regrets about that. I'm sorry, listeners, that I roped you into this. But if I'm being really honest about it, I'm not fucking sorry at all. You're welcome. This has it's been a, so fun. This is now in the world. <laughs> And I'm going to make it the episode cover. No this, question. This is my gift to your eyeballs. <laughs> Ron Swalosis. You can stare at this as you listen to our beautiful words and our very eloquent speeches. Where the hell is my script? There it is. Like I said, eloquent. It could be the title of every episode. <laughs> this week's episode is, is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it Thank is God. fueled 
by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire This Week's Episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels or the more specific Twepcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris. You can read my writing in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine and on StoneAgeGamer.com. And I run their YouTube channel too. You can watch me talk about stupid video game stuff. Karen, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at just about any internet platform I am on at STM Stitches, uh, including TikTok. I started generating content over there. It's ridiculous. Uh, go take a look. You're my and one and only where friend. Can find you. I don't do the TikToks unless I'm watching them, but I fully support Karen's efforts. You are now more relevant than I am, so congratulations. <laughs> uh, but you can find me on all social medias as at a for not, uh, or you can find me on Twitch at Laracraft13. And what about you, Evan? Where can the good people find you? At Geekade underscore Evan at all of the socials. If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. Not reach. Reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please comment, like, and subscribe. Leave reviews, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. Okay, so next week is our news week, or next episode is our news episode. That's going to be in two weeks. And... The episode after that, which is a month from now, we are doing a listener request. Um, we're gonna tell. I'm gonna tell it to you now because it may take you a minute to find it. <laughs> Danger five. So yeah, I think it's on YouTube. Not 110 on that, but it definitely it it, it definitely looks like something. So yeah, all right. It's something. That's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. Dresses. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.